Good morning, folks. Good afternoon. Hope everyone is well here on this wonderful Thursday afternoon for me, Thursday morning for you. Perhaps it might not be wonderful for you. you know, I shouldn't assume. Right? Um, we're on the, the heels of AEW Dynamite, a little show from Columbus, Ohio last night that featured the confirmed shoot prominently. Uh, I hope you've had a wonderful morning, coming off a wonderful evening. Whatever it may be, I hope everyone is well. We have some some fun stuff to get into. Actually, really just dynamite and kind of questions surrounding. Um, but that's a pretty big, you know, there's a pretty big topic around here. I don't know if you've heard, it's a pretty big show. Um, so much to get into. I thought last night's show over-delivered. I actually thought it was very, very good. Um, and I, like, it's one of those lineups where um, I didn't think it was a very exciting lineup or interesting lineup, but if you looked at the individual pieces at play, it felt like they'd be pretty good, you know, like if what, you know, kind of one for one, um, whether they were exciting or not, again, we can, we can talk about, you know, that's another conversation for about a week ago, but I thought it was a show that once you looked kind of beyond the hood, so to speak, you could kind of see that there were some nice pieces there. To me, the key with this show was how it was paced, how it was laid out, so on and so forth. And I thought in that sense, it was one of the best episodes they've done in terms of pacing. I thought it was like a really, um, you know, really smooth, smooth ride in a way that I think they often struggle to produce. So that's my, uh, my opening statement. I'm going to open this Pepsi max. I'm going to look at the chat. We're going to, we're going to, uh, talk about wrestling. Whatever the fuck. I saw a bullet train last night. I did, uh, I did not expect my tweet about bullet train to get such response. I tweeted it was bad. And I alarmed many people. I got multiple DMs, <clears throat> multiple replies, questioning their plans for the weekend. You get what you get, I suppose, you know. That piece of shit Meech is back here. Um, probably rambling about Bandido or something. All right, what we got in the chat? Hello, hello, shout out. Good evening, good afternoon. Shoes barricade performance. Morning. Fed ladies popping. Um, we got some ass boys talk. Bobby Two Shoes is in the chat. A piece of shit, Meech, Eddie Kingston chatter, so on and so forth. Slacker, I got to wait on note, man. I'm so mad about it. I got to wait another week. No, yeah, a week. You're living, I think it comes out on the 12th. Eight days. What is this? The fucking 70s? Movies nowadays usually get a worldwide release, you know? It's all shit. I'm in the cinema, I'm at the cinema last night. And they've got this fucking, uh, um, this, whatchamacallit, this big billboard for Jurassic Express or whatever it's called. And I mean, I look, at this point, I've made my choice, you know. I'm not seeing it. It came out two months ago. Leave me alone. So anyway, I was saying to my brother, I was saying, what the, why is this still here? Everyone in the staff is wearing a Nope shirt. Nope is everywhere. I can't even see Nope yet. You know, so I can go see Jurassic Park World, whatever the fuck. Horse shit. Anyway, I'm excited for Nope. You know, I've seen a lot of takes. I don't read. Really, I try to avoid them because I don't want to get like spoilers. Um, but I'm excited. Good afternoon, Jr. We need to talk about Jamie Hayter for sure. Hell of a deal. Hell of a deal. Um, Jamie Hayes showing us like some filth here from RC who is lashing out. Um, celebration of kids crying, which I co-sign. I agree it should be illegal. Madison Rain Pops. Topless. Everyone seems fired up. Happy to be here. Um, Dynamite, again, for those of you that are just getting here, perhaps. Um... Ah, oh, this was like an actual comment. I, I just read Dumpster Match and was like, pop. 
Yeah, well, I think sports entertainment and pro wrestling is one of those things you have to be very careful with, you know. I like to use um, my way, my read on the sports entertainment term is actually terribly outdated because I see it as like wrestling for content's sake without any artistic or creative stylings that we've come to love and expect from wrestling. So basically 2021 WWE where they would just release wrestlers because pop. Um, that's like my read on sports. I don't think there's a product's choice that you can really say these days is one extreme or the other. Like Raw, as you mentioned, Andrew, Raw had like fucking eight matches on it or something, you know? So I think it's very muddied nowadays. As the Oracle of Wrestling often says, it's all homogenized, you know? That's what he would say of his name. He'd say it's homogenized. Um, which I think he's right, honestly. So, JR, I'll raise you, I'll take, accept your Anna JAS choke response from Taz, and I'll raise you JR's reaction, which is honestly the least happy I've ever seen him look on the show. He actually looked like he would rather be anywhere, even doing the bird the following morning. Right, let's go through Dynamite, guys. If you have any questions, comments, specific things, please leave them in the live chat. I can star them now, and I can get back to them later. I will not miss them. Uh, this is a good point from Hester. The purpose of professional wrestling has always been putting smiles on faces. We need to remember that all times. Uh, I agree. Um, also, please, no squash matches. It's just unfair to the guy getting squashed. But anyway, enough about wrestling politics. The best thing on this show, I thought, legitimately not you know this is my genuine take and I'm, i don't know if you guys will agree or disagree put in the chat your favorite thing on the show i thought the best thing on the show was the woman's tag match dr Britt baker dmd and jamie hayer over thunderstorm um thunderstorm is a fun team right two strong baby faces Britt baker and jamie hayer has been a thing they've kind of been able to actually quietly go to when they want like a strong match in the division. If you look in the last couple months, <clears throat> when they team up, you actually get pretty good action. And I say they because while Jamie Hayter was the star of the match, the star of the match, um, I personally thought this was like a really good Brit performance. So shout out to Brit. I thought she looked good here. I thought she wrestled with real commitment. As Brucey Beats mentions, they were not in the famed um, 9.30 slot. They were a lot earlier. And I thought it showed in terms of the excitement the crowd had. Again, I think this match gets over regardless later, but it certainly give it an extra punch. And I think it's, it's, it benefits from being kind of varied. I think Arya Davari produced this, someone said to me. They may have made that up and I've just repeated like a bit on there. Yeah. Arya Davari, someone messaged me about this. Um, yeah, crowd was into it. I think Jamie Hayter was clearly the best worker in the match. I think Jamie Hayes should be the world champ, to be quite frank. Um, my read on this going in was that they're doing a four-way at the pay-per-view and that Jamie should win. I'm slightly concerned that Saturday, you know, being the match makes that less likely. But whatever. Um, I think Jamie Hayes should be the world champ at this point, legitimately. I think the story you can tell with Britt, like, coping with that is interesting. Um, sorry, Matt. It's Ari Devore. Um I think that's interesting. I think she's probably the most consistent worker they have in terms of actual AEW quality. Um, I'd have to go back pretty far to see a Jamie performance I didn't like. And that was not the case initially because I thought she had a little bit of a shaky start. I think she's been really good for a while whenever she's got an opportunity. Um, so I think Jamie should be the champ. I think Jamie's performance here was incredible. As Cheese now mentions, she takes these crossbodies with like a leap and it's spectacular. She's so damn tough. I mean, Kiwi brings it up. The double stomp to the head or the upper back or whatever was one of the more violent things you'll see in wrestling TV that isn't like blood and guts. It was like just brutality. Um, she does the Rod Strong backbreaker. She's just... Um, she's quite spectacular, honestly. She really is. She's, she's very, very exciting. Um, watching her find her footing and then also add these like extra personality pieces um, where she's like a really entertaining heel in terms of her shtick and her personality. I think fucking rules. Um, Shoot says there was a large six in the crowd behind Jamie. No idea if that came across on TV. Um, they seemed hot in general. There was definitely 
like a reaction for Jamie's stuff and like a vocal kind of support of it. It wasn't saying I would bring up until you mentioned it, but I think that was a thing, yeah. Bill said it was too. I think what you do is, I think you put the belt on Jamie and then you figure it out after. And what I mean by that is not like let it play out bad planning. What I mean is you just see how the audience reacts. Like my temptation would be that she's, this is not a perfect comparison because, you know, she's good, but my, you kind of try and do like the Diesel Sean thing where basically Britt would resent Jamie as champ and then if the crowd goes with Jamie the way I expect her to, if she, if she had the matches, I think she would. Then you just have Britt, you know, lose it and put Jamie over as a as a heel. Um, it's slightly imperfect in that Jamie is, there's a certain part of her act as a, as a heel that's like unlocked by being a, an ass. It rules. Um, her being a babyface would undercut that some, but I just think she's getting over it. I think the division to me just needs like something fresh. I think she's fresh, you know. Um, to me, she's just the most exciting part of it at this point. And maybe that says more about the division in some ways, but nonetheless, the match was really good. It's my favorite thing on the show. Uh, crowd went crazy for it. I have, I literally have nothing but praise for the match. It was very good. My, my only thing is a continued kind of. I think Tony Storm is a really interesting wrestler in AEW. Um, my guess is she's going to be like mad at Thunder for the finish, right? And she might turn or something. I don't know. Shoot, what was the read on Tony Storm's reaction? Tell, give me, a, give me an idea on this because, like, I'm fascinated by this as a as a running thing that I track and no one else cares about. If Matty Bullets is in the chat, tell me what it was like. Also, one other, one actual criticism I have because it's the only one I have. Um, real criticism is the sandbag shirt is fucking terrible. Why are we doing that? That's terrible. Terrible, terrible stuff. Um, I forgot what match it was, but JR explaining why Superplex is actually bad psychology right after the Superplex popped me. There was one moment where he said, um, he yelled, what a bump, <laughs> or what a terrible bump, or something like that, what a hard bump, which popped me. He's like, well, it doesn't completely shatter kayfabe. It's still funny that it was just him doing a lot of podcasts. Um... There you go. Shoot says she got a very big entrance pop. I don't recall her getting massive reactions personally in the match, but crowd was hot overall for it. There you go. I find it wavers a lot on the C show, so I was interested. Um, Jamie and Athena would be awesome. So, yeah, there you go. I think Jamie Hatch should be the champ. Great tag match. Liked it a lot. Best thing on the show, I thought. The most newsworthy thing on the show was almost certainly Hangman Adam Page making the save after they did the angle with the Undisputed Elite. Um, an interesting angle because I don't know when these gentlemen will be cleared. Uh, and in that sense, it's kind of a unique deal here, right? Like, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that develops. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so Adam Cole, I thought, got a really good promo. And it was very obvious that something was going to happen. You got the sense. It was one of those segments where it was a clear, like, as soon as it got underway, what we kind of assumed um, was very apparent, which is that, you know, shenanigans were ahead. Indeed, they were. Cole uh, basically set the stage for a turn of sorts. Red Dragon kicked the shit out of the box, so on and so forth. And then uh, Hangman made the same. It is, you know, it must be said, maybe it's just me. I was half waiting and expecting Kenny Omega. I don't know if you guys were or not. I don't know what the rumors were last night. I swear I wasn't watching live. But thankfully, the live crowd reacted to Hangman as you'd like, which would be a mega reaction, and they were really fired up for it. So that was a home run. Um, I assume, I assume that Hangman will indeed team with them. I do think there's an outside chance, though, that instead they choose Kenny and then Hangman is left in this sort of, you know, state of confusion, so to speak. Um, so, many moving pieces. It's an interesting story. I've always a good angle. Um, I liked it quite a bit. This is unfortunate. Shoot, waving his arms. That's unfortunate. They referred to Madison as the head coach on Elevation. Pervert. <clears throat> you think Kenny will be back next week at Quaker Lake? Well, if they're doing the angle I just mentioned, 
very possible. I just don't know necessarily what the deal is with Kenny. Right? It seems like it's coming soon. Maybe, just maybe. I sure hope so, pal. I agree. They were good. I liked Hangman's pants. Well, they were good. The kid, it did rule, right? Bless his heart. You know, the power of professional wrestling had struck him down. Very emotional. Um, I think Hangman says no to the Dark Order and then Ken, and the Bucks pick Kenny and then he'd be very, very sad. Right, Duke's very sad. I'm told that Shoot was excitedly clapping for Rosa and Storm. Um, I, yeah, I'm tempted to agree with this. To honestly, I feel like Hangman should just be their third man, but I think there, there could be some law that has had. Ryan Wilder says, who's the finals for the trios? If the Unspeed Era can't take part, who do you think? Um, and RC says, House of Black, Sting, Darby, Mira. Certainly could be that. I don't know if that would be viewed as more of like a program. But like, if it isn't, then I, I, it's very difficult. I honestly think there's a good chance that Orange and the Best Friends are in there because I don't know what else Orange is going to do at the pay-per-view and he's been all over the TV as of late. I mean, he lost to Jay Lee for pretty much clean last night. So, um, so I think they're in play, even if that feels a little bit, you know, like a stretch. Death Triangle is in play too. Pack obviously would need to be back on TV, and I don't know if that series of things happening anytime soon because he has the dark situation that is going to allow them to keep him away even longer, which is hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to you. I mean, they've only got they've got a month, right? So like, we're going to find out the tournament lineup pretty soon. If it feels like it has to, right? Yeah, shout out to Mance Warner, who is seemingly in the territory. What he wrestled last night, he wrestled on Friday. I mean, there was rumours he was coming in legitimately two years ago, and the MLW stuff was like a real issue. I don't know if, you know, he signed or whatever, but it feels like there's a good chance he'll stick around if he's got through the door. Um, also, Slacker, I hope that Monty can get your feature up, because... Pop. Um... Hung Bucks... Make it to the finals. Hangman gets beaten down. Kenny returns all out. That would be interesting. That would be. I don't know if they'd want to do that kind of like bait and switch deal, but Kenny's a big enough star. You might be able to. Um, Brucey beats his elbow dropping through a door. Fair. Uh, in response to Mansell. It's not just generally. He, he's he had a reason for it. Meech is re-watching the show to remember what happened. Interesting. All right. So anyway, yeah, Moxley and Mansell on Friday. What else do I want to talk about on here? Um, the main event I thought was very good, actually. Chris Jericho and Willie. I thought it was a very strong Jericho performance, which I thought actually, not going to say it was needed, but, you know, in singles matches as of late, I'm trying to think of, like, the last one that I really loved. Was it Eddie? The pay-per-view, maybe? I don't know, guys. I'm missing the Jericho singles match. We know it ain't that long, guys. Like, what, four or five months ago, but... I just I think it's always good to kind of get a read on where he's at physically because he looks good. He is 50 um, or around that range. So it's always interesting to see where he's at in terms of this kind of match. I thought he looked really good here. I thought, you know, you would look great. I thought it was a really good match. Um, it suffered for me slightly from I thought there was a complete, like, lack of drama. I just I don't think anyone really bought the idea that you was going to ever win this match. But, like, I get it. It's hard. Weekly TV. So on and so forth. Um, so, in that sense, I thought it was slightly limited, but I thought the match itself was very good. In the, in the finish, we got the Lion Tamer. I like Jericho's very brief moment of cheating, whereas for the most of it, um, you know, for the rest of it, I should say, you know, he basically he won clean in the end and he wrestled a pretty much straightforward match. I think that helps the kind of credibility for, um, for next week's show, right? I don't think he needed to have like a full... Baseball bat finish against Wheeler Europe. He's resting Moxie next week. So I like the main event. I also think like the pacing and allowing things to breathe and having Moxley get in there for a face to face and then doing the very brief promo was like way better than what we've come kind of accustomed to on that on that front. I thought this show was much better paced. I thought there was a chance to have things breathe a little bit more. There was some nice video packages and recaps, like stuff like that. I personally thought was noticeable. Um, I thought it was better last week. There was the one Hobbs one that was a little bit, you know, jarring. But I was even better this week, so 
Hopefully they're getting better at that. Because I know that that's like a whole discourse, people get mad, but it's a little dizzying at times. I thought this show flowed a lot better than, than I'm used to from AEW. Um, yeah, I wish Sheeta and Emmy was on TV, but I'm sure it was good. It feels like it should be on there somewhere. Um, I think sad hangman Laura has destroyed his openers. It may have, I don't know. That's not really my uh, my wheelhouse, as I've said before. I will say, though, he was very over last night. Very, very over. Got a big reaction last night. And I think that was a good sign because he's been kind of in the background. So I think it tells you that they're still with him, you know? Yes, Dark is on tonight. That is, so there's a lead-in for Late Night Grim. We appreciate it. Um, Sheeta had a bad match in AEW. Wait there. I'll see you in a minute. Hikaru Shida cage match. This is a wholly unnecessary exercise, but I feel like they one was forgetting. Hold on, Meech. Meech, please be patient. I'm trying to find this out. Right? right, hold on. Everyone, please calm down. A 2.46. Brandy Rhodes and Mel versus Sheeter and Statlander. Holy shit. Oh, there's more. Oh, dear. Well, Hikaru Shida versus Mel. That was a two-week stretch, that was, of classics. A 3.0. Also known as a three. The other match got a 2.46. Diamante versus Hikaru Shida. 3.54. Big Swole versus Hikaru Shida. 3.84. Christy James versus Hikaru Shida, a 4.27. And Abaddon versus Hikaru Shida, a 4.48. There are others, about six or seven there for you, Meech, to file for at some point. Um, there was no real reason for me to do that other than it sounding funny as a bit. I don't know if it was funny. It popped me. Um, so to answer your question, Meech, she's had a handful. Yes. All right. Mentress of Serpentico on Dark. My God. I will say there was a couple moments when he was the world champion, Hangman, where his reaction like faded slightly. But he always gets a good pop. It ain't like he's walking out of silence anytime soon. Um, just not to carry away here, Hester. Thank you, Meech. You did rush me. It was a little bit glomming, you know. Um, okay. Where else was on the show? Let me move forward here. Orange Cassidy, we predicted this pretty well, actually. The Crosby morning routine tweet. Hang on a second. Now I have something else to read. Jack Crosby, that piece of shit. Hang on a minute. Where is he? Jack Crosby. Hang on a second. Oh, my goodness. Where is this piece of shit? Where does he live these days? This is insane. Can everyone go to Jack Crosby's Twitter right now? My God. Living in some sort of palace, it appears nowadays. Piece of shit. Anyway, um, he didn't watch the show last night, I think. He's a fake fan, as we know. He watched Raw, though. Fucking loser. I don't know. Someone, someone informed me of what, what, what I just watched. That was very alarming. So anyway, as we said, um, I've forgotten what I, what I was actually going to talk about now. Um, we predicted pretty well the Jay Lethal business, right? Jay Lethal win, Battle of the Belt set up. Was saying that I definitely remember saying. So shout out to Joe Holbert. Um, so that was a thing that they did. I was surprised by how flat he beat Orange. He kind of beat him definitively. It was a good match. I do think we're again doing this thing and we're learning it again. Like, I do think Orange benefits from wrestling being used as an attraction. I think he probably does wrestle too much. I think they've already fallen into this again. Um, I love Orange, but like, you know, he has his formula. 
and his formula fucking rules and it works. But man, I don't, I don't know. It feels like you can kind of go in circles a little bit. I, that's the only thing I would say. The match was very good though, very good. And um, yeah, Orange Wizzy is a big reaction, so I get wanting to let live crowds watch him wrestle, but I do think it can kind of, you know, exhaust itself some, some at times, but. No big deal. That was the first big win, really. Jay's gone TV. Obviously, just to set up him losing on Saturday, which is good. But I'm sure him and Wardlow will be good. Battle of Bells actually looks like a pretty strong card. It's probably the best sheer lineup they've done so far, right? It's a really strong lineup, to be fair. I mean, it's not strong in like a star power sense, but for what Battle of the Bells is, you get what you get, I suppose. I think it's a pretty nice card in terms of just like matches. So, um, So there's that. So, yeah, you had that deal. You had the best friends business. Um, it was a good time. Yeah, this is a thing. I've noticed this too with, with my folks, that there's a big problem with the uh, the just general idea that Orange gets the shit kicked out all the time, um, which fair. And he absolutely is one of their biggest stars, but I don't necessarily think that needs, means he needs to lose Jay Lethal. Um, but, you know, I understand. They want to give Lethal a win. I, I, get I understand. All right. Oh, I'm sorry, I've just seen this Jack thing. <laughs> okay, elsewhere. Um, let me close this Akari Shida cage match, which I use exclusively to pop myself. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs got a squash, which was nice. Had a new entrance. Shout out to Mrs. Shoot for getting a great photo that made it to the front page of the uh, Squared Circle Reddit page. Popped me tremendously of Powerhouse Hobbs making his entrance. He squashed poor Ren Jones in under a minute. And then they had Ricky come out as a fiery baby face. Great little brawl. Referee kind of halted Ricky in motion. And then he charged in and ate the power bomb. Oh, the spine buster, sorry. Well, this was very effective. I would have been tempted to leave Ricky a week and then do it, but it was very effective. Hopefully we get the big Ricky promo in coming weeks. I'm sure we will. This feels like a lock for all out at this point, which is a big deal for both guys. Um, in addition... We nailed it on the Team Taz thing. We talked it through, and we kind of figured out that, in fact, Team Taz should be over because as great as it was, there's no point Taz just picking a side. Let him just be in a broadcaster. Let him be, a, frankly, a babyface broadcaster because people love him so much. So that felt like, you know, the right call, and we were kind of ahead of the curve on that one. So I liked it. I like the way it was executed. I like that Taz has not been too theatrical or performative in this angle. He has very much been a guy who's just like kind of lost his grip on it and he's trying to be a, a professional. And I think it really has been well executed on that front. So I like to think in terms of Team Taz, I'm very excited for Ricky and Hobbs' big match, which is a huge match for both guys. I mean, as big a match as either guy really has had in the sense that, you know, as big a deal as it was for Hobbs working Punk at R-Fresh, you're very much playing a role there. This is a few between two, like, Guys in very similar positions in terms of rising, you know, and climbing the card. So in that sense, it's a huge one because if it hits, both guys climb, and if it fall, if it misses, both guys fall. I'd be very surprised if the latter occurs, but it's a huge match in terms of pressure because you know that all out's going to be killer. Like there's going to be matches up and down that card um, that are trying to steal the show. So it's interesting, man. I think the crowd's going to be red hot for it uh, because Starks is connected the way he has, and I just I'm very very excited for. Um, for both guys, but I will say Hobbs especially has felt like kind of the backdrop to Ricky for so long that it's really fun to see him back front and centre because it's been a while, honestly, as a fan of his. Um, Christian Cage and Matt Hardy, I thought actually was, honestly, I thought it was pretty damn good. Um, I've just looked on Cage Match as a 5.51, which, man, whatever. I actually thought it was pretty damn good, honestly. Um, I want Matt, like... We all know the deal with Matt. He struggles to like get around the way he would like, and his knees are fucked and all that stuff. But I don't think anyone can question his effort. And I think he has such an understanding of like how the gig works that he can really just sort of figure out his way through these matches and put together stuff that's worthwhile. Do I think this match needs to be booked? No. Um, but like, I can't pretend I thought it was bad. I actually thought it was quite good. So Christian obviously not only still has it, but he's still like great. He ain't just a guy who's hanging on to his prana. He's that dude is so good. He's so smooth out of there. So with him, I mean, he probably could have a decent match with, you know, me and Bob. So 
Not to understate Matt, though. I thought we had a nice show, and he worked very hard. So I actually like the Christian-Matt Hardy match. Um, I'm fine. I thought it was pretty good. So there's that. The Acclaimed and the Gun Club. I thought this was a pretty good time. The Dumpster match. I enjoyed this. I think this has been very, um, very effective, this story they've told here. Where the Acclaimed were heels that were cheered, and you paired them with you know, heels that get booed, and that has allowed them to keep their exact act while turning babyface. I think it's a good it's a good call. We talked about this months ago when it was taking shape, um, kind of being a good like destination, a good route, so to speak. I think it's proven itself to be exactly that. Um, the crowd is way into the acclaim now more than ever. So that rules. Um, and I thought the match was a good time. Nothing that, you know, like, I didn't think it was anything blow away, but I don't think it was supposed to be. It was an eight-minute dumpster match. I thought it was fun. I was chaotic. I thought there was some good weaponry and plunder and horse shit. I thought it was a good time. So uh, there's that. The Gun Club definitely have come a long way. I think they're good as bumping heels. I don't think they should be on TV as much as they honestly are. But, you know, whatever. The Acclaimed are clearly belonging on TV um, because of how over they are. I I remain intrigued by the ceiling, immediately so. But long term, I think kind of goes without saying, right? Like, um, yeah, so I... I like the dumpster match. Again, I liked everything on the show. I don't think there's one bad thing on it, to be honest with you, um, which has not been the case for a while in terms of just, like, fronts about. Well, I guess last week. I can't remember if they were saying it last week's show, but they were like, most of the things here were hits. Speaking of such, Ethan Page got a chance to do, like, a disgruntled worker promo. Um, and I think Ethan's obviously a good promo. I, I think he can sometimes be guilty of leaning too much on his, like, favorite piece of this thing, which is where he gets real mad. But this was the time for it, so fuck it, do it. Stokely, which they teased on Friday, indeed, that was the the direction. That seems to be basically a done deal that Stokes with with Ethan moving forward. Because not only did he take the card, he walked out of him and said, let's do this thing, or whatever he said. So that'll be interesting. I mean, Stokely's building like a whole 1980s go to faction, or stable is probably the better term, um, which rules. It's saying that we pitched and suggested. It'll be interesting how they book Ethan, um, because I feel like if you do this, you have to be ready to like push him in some way. And I don't know how high you can push him up. Um, just to be real. I mean, I don't think you're putting him with Stokely basically to play the exact same role. I'd be very surprised if that was the idea. So in that sense, it'll be interesting. Cause I do not, I do wonder where like the vacancy is for Ethan's kind of singles ascension. I mean, I'd love to see it, but I just, I don't necessarily know where it's at. So that'll be something to, uh, to follow. And, um, and yeah, maybe maybe like him and Lee will be a team of sorts. I'm not sure. But it's an interesting direction to ponder. Um, Stoke has two more spots open for his group. It has to be a team, right? It has to be a team of some kind. That would be my guess. If he said two more, then I would guess tag team. I think Page versus Wardlow is going to happen. It, eventually, I'm sure, but you're going to need to give Ethan some... You know, you're going to need to get him moving a little bit. He's, he's lost a lot of TV matches. We've talked about this on Fleet Week. Like, his TV record's kind of nuts. I mean, he beat Leon last Friday, which is cool. But, like, you need to – and, again, this is why this intrigues me because I don't think you would do this angle unless you intended to do the things I'm saying, which is to to kind of refresh him in that way. Um, Hobbs and Stoke is a great act. The only issue I have with it is, like, I kind of want Hobbs to just stand alone for a bit. You know, he got signed and like a month later was putting Team Taz, which is absolutely the right move for him then. And it ruled and it was a great act. But now that he's split off, I kind of want to just see him be for a little bit. Like what's, what is Hobbs as a TV presence on his own totally? You know, um, that intrigues me as a, I was just trying to figure out where he's at. Like, cause I think he's a good promo. We've got very few powerhouse Hobbs promos, but I remember a couple pre-tapes that, that were really effective. Um, so, there you go. Bro, come on. People stand alone don't go on TV. That's not my fault. I'm, I'm pitching here like I'm the I'm the booker. I, you know, I, I can control certain things. I can't I can't book for... I can't create ideas for Tony Khan's booking, brother. I mean, I have my limitations, you know. Um, also, John Moxley's on the show quite a lot. He's hardly even in a faction at this point. You see his promo where he <laughs> talked about fucking combat club... He had like one line that was pro combat club where he was like, um, "We're gonna make it look like what do you say, kindergarten or something, something like that." I forget. 
And uh, the rest of the promo was him about not caring. Popped me huge. Like him, him truly treating this as a fight camp is fucking awesome, by the way. Um, what else we got? Lee could learn a lot from promo. Yep, I agree. Dan Lambert, I would assume, is not going to be around. Uh, this is true. This is a good point. I agree. I get your point in all seriousness. I do understand what you're saying. Like, factions keep guys on, but if you're really going to do the powerhouse Hobbs push, you shouldn't be reliant on what group he's in, you know? Um, I think it would make him far more effective if he was one of the guys that stood alone, is what I'm basically saying. Um, yeah, exactly. It's really, and he's like talks about he wants it to be a fight camp, and it really does stand out when he talks about it. Like, his promos are. Like he still regularly does the promos where he's alone. You know, it's really interesting from a stylistic point of view. It pops me a lot. I think it's actually a really nice fit. Um, but you are right. Is it, you know, you both said it. It's, it's fair. I mean, who on the roster is not aligned with someone? Orange and Jay, obviously, we know theirs. We saw them. Tag match speaks for itself. Hobbs, we're talking about now. Christian is currently unaligned, but I get the sense that Luchasaurus thing may circle back. I just do. Matt Hardy is not intentionally unaligned with anyone. Um, and obviously the main event, Jericho and Wheeler. Punk's like one of the only guys, right? Punk. Um, Starks now. Wardlow is one, yeah. You could do Wardlow. You could have Hobbs as like Wardlow's counterpart in some ways, you know. Miro. Hopefully that stays that way because, you know. Look at me. How old is Meech, guys? Look at him. He said MJF. Bless his heart. He doesn't know what's going on. It's because of the, you know, the age. Meech, MJF had the chairman with him, remember? Punk and FTR, yeah, true. Yeah, no, it's a good point, man. Wardlow's like the only one. I wish that wasn't the case, but I get it. Everyone has friends. It's fair. It makes sense. You have a big roster. It's fine, actually. It makes sense. I haven't got an issue with it. Someone check on Meech, please. Um, Samoa Joe, yeah, I think that's that's one where I think that's more a case that they haven't had a chance to really <laughs> to put him. I mean, I think they were starting to... Um, do you remember when he, like, saved the best friends a couple of times? Remember that deal? Best friends saved him. We all thought he was going to a multi-man. Well, I thought he was going to a multi-man. So far, it appears I was correct about Sam Joe. Huh? He's not ready to be back. Unfortunate. That's a shame. Yeah, I think Punk and FTR is a thing. I agree with you guys. All right. I do know about the chairman. But MJF's not going to be on TV for ages, so, you know, he'll, he'll be okay. Look at confirm shoot. Celebrating the chairman. Respect. All right, so that was Dynamite. If there's anything I missed, remind me of it now. If you have any questions, please put them in the chat. In the meantime, I would like to look towards the All Out, which is uh, coming up in a month, September 4th, for exactly a month. I would like to look at this card here, which I believe is not going to be on it yet. Right? Nothing yet? Ah, well, the six-man trios isn't out. So, okay. Now... I would like us, as a family, to have a look at what this card is. I'll bring this up on the green tonight. So, shoot, please do not spoil your takes. Because the green is on Thursday. Breaking. Um, the Eddie promo was good. Um, you know, that stuff will be interesting because, like, he said the match, and I assume Ty and Ruby are in the match would be my guess. Otherwise, I don't really know why Ruby was in any of this. Um, so, my assumption would be that that will involve other people, which kind of confused me that they said it wouldn't. It's fine. I don't really do a lot for me, but you get what you're going to do, you know? I mean, I do think it kind of sucks that, like, they did all of that for you with Jericho and it ultimately ended with Jericho winning. I mean, that's fucking hilarious, but, you know, what are you going to do? He's old heads. They're not a roll, brother. Um, all out. Sammy. And Eddie will start there. Right now, it seems to be a singles match. I still think there'll be some Ruby Soho involvement, Ty Conti involvement, whatever. 
Um, but we'll put Sammy and Eddie for now. I think it's fair to say confidently that Christian and Jungle Boy is happening. I think it's fair to say at this point that Hobbs and Starks is happening. So, um, that is three singles matches right away, which is very interesting because I remember the last show feeling like it was very, um, uh, how would I put this? It didn't feel like it had a bunch of, a plethora of singles matches, the last paper, which was for the Forbidden Door one, but even did double or nothing? I'm trying to think. Other than the Owen matches. Nero and Malachi, I think Chops is actually going to be the trios, which is Sting. I don't know if it with the title match. Again, this is what we'd have to figure out. I don't think so. But Sting, Darby, and Miro versus House of Black would be my personal prediction. I think the final of the trios tournament will be um, the Hung Bucks. Mm. Mm, no, I think Kenny's back, man. I think Kenny's back. I think it's going to be Kenny and the Bucks versus Hangman, Silver, and Reynolds. Fuck it. I don't think it quite makes sense, but I think it's what they're going to do. I think they're going to tell Hangman that they're picking Kenny, and Hangman's going to play it off like he never intended to team with them anyway. He was always going to team with the Dark Order. The only reason I'm not doing the Elite is I genuinely do not know if they're cleared. If they're cleared, obviously it'll be them. Again, it's a mystery to me. I do not know the deal. So I think that'll be where they go. I think they'll tell Hangman that, you know, Kenny's the guy. After Kenny comes back, they won't reveal it that way. And Hangman will be like, yeah, that's fine. I was always going to team with Silver and Reynolds. They're my, they're my dudes, you know. And you'll be kind of left wondering if he's being sincere with that. So I have got that. Are we assuming Punk is back? I'm not sure. The He was not very optimistic, but that's a wrestler talking, right? Problem is, if it isn't CM Punk, who the hell is working John Moxley? <laughs> That's the issue. Because I'm struggling on that front. Um, my guess is that it will be... Okay, here's what I'm going to say. Danielson and Jericho is on the card. If Moxley... He's left without a CM Punk match, then I assume it will be Danielson, Jericho, Moxley, Triple Threat. That's my genuine um, guess, simply because I'm looking at the lineup and I don't know what else you would do. Legitimately. I've got to just kind of attach him that way. But I actually think most likely Punk will be back. So Punk and Mox. All right. Now, the woman's title. Um, what we got here? They can run Hangman Mox once the Bucks reject the bikini. They could. This is not a bad shout. Um, we currently have seven matches. We need to do the women's titles. Goes without saying. So you got to have. I'm going to guess the Fatal 4-Way. I'm sticking to my guns on that because I just don't think they've got the balls to actually make watch Rosa and Thunder again. Sorry, Runder and, Thunder and Rosa would be a tough match. Rosa and Britt again. Um, so the Fatal 4-Way with the women we saw last night. TBS title. Then you're going to have two multi-one matches if you do a triple threat. I think that will be Athena. I think Chris will win it at Arthrash. That's my guess. So, Sammy and Eddie, again, that may involve Ty and Ruby. Christian and Jungle Boy, Hobbs and Starks, Sting, Darby and Miro versus the House of Black, The Elite versus Hangman and the Dark Order, Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho, CM Punk, John Moxley, Hater, Britt, Rosa Storm, and Athena vs. Jade. Who are we forgetting? That is nine matches. Who are we forgetting, folks? It would be very cool if the four-way opened the show. My guess is they will use it as split singles matches instead. 
And that'll probably be something they do throughout the show. You probably got like singles, multi-person singles, multi-person so on and so forth. Because you have a pretty good balance. I mean, you can have a couple of singles matches tied together, but there's a, you've got a handful of multi-person matches. I did not say Wardlow. Wardlow versus Daniel Garcia. Fuck it. Let's get crazy. Garcia beat Danielson. Fuck it. I don't think there's a chance that the match is Danielson and someone. Claudio, probably. Mm, what about Claudio? Feels to me like the match could be Danielson and Utah or Danielson and Claudio versus Jericho and Garcia. But like, I don't really want to do another multi-man with those two factions. I think we've done it a million times. Thrusters suit just like dizzyingly big, man. Because like we haven't got Orange on there. We haven't got Claudio on there. And we've put a lot of match. We've got five, 10 matches down. You know? We haven't even said FTR. Hmm. And you're right, Chops. They are teasing Garcia and Danielson. Um, it'd be free, right? He said last night, when you're back, face me again. Which I assume would be TV. Be my guess. FTR versus Swerve and Our Glory. Yeah, that's a baby face match. We haven't even got Swerve and Our Glory on the card. So this is why I pop a little bit. Of the mass paranoia regarding people leaving AEW. If you looked at this fucking roster, if I was the booker, I'd be desperate. <laughs> Jesus, whacked. Look at this shit, man. This is ridiculous. It's swerving our glory. Can't wrestle anyone but FTR. Can they? Who else would they face? Do, they have, do we have any other teams lined up? Feels like it has to be FTR. I just, it's a babyface match. And it feels like FTR have got to win. You think we see any RH matches at Patreon? Based on this, no, I haven't got time. I can barely get all the AEW titles on the thing. I haven't mentioned Pac. He could be on it. This is the thing. is like the uh, that Double or Nothing show. It's like you forget that man, that show went four hours and 40 minutes and there was a 10-man tag that had Jericho, Moxley, Danielson, Kingston in it. It's like they're all people that are going to generally have singles matches on pay-per-view, you know? He's honestly, like, crazy challenging. Um, acclaimed Swerve and Aglory, you could do that. Yeah, that's, again, I think that's an interesting spot for Swerve and Aglory because it's another babyface match, but it might just be what you have to do. How do you have a reasonable, like, how do you reasonably explain why FTR don't have the shot, you know? Oh, dear. And again, it would make sense to put Uter and Claudio and Garcia and whoever in that Jericho Danielson thing, but I do not want to do another multi-man with those factions. We haven't got Orange on there, as I said, which, I mean, it's not a catastrophe, but it feels like you should be on there, really. I could see them doing the best friends in the trio's final, but I, I think where we went is more likely. Um, oh, we've got 10. Fuck it. <laughs> we've got 10. I don't think any of these would be on the buy-in. So the rest would have to be on the buy-in. Um, Swerving Our Glory shouldn't be on the buy-in, though, Joe. You're right, Joe. Good call. 11 matches for the main card, or is that too many? Who on this card does not belong on it? Chat, I'm going to read through this card again. Tell me a name that shouldn't be on the card. Because I'm not sure there are any. So just tell me. Sammy and Eddie. Christian and Jungle Boy. Hobbs and Starks. Sting, Darby, Miro. House of Black. Elite, Hangman, Silver and Reynolds. Mm. Danielson, Jericho, Punk, Moxley. Rosa, Storm, Britt, Hater, Athena, Jade, Wardlow, Garcia. Who are we taking off? We need to take titles on there, you know? We just do. Goes without saying. Take titles are, you know, they're major belts. Women's Casino Battle Royal too, probably, yeah. 
Saying that, did they do the men's one at, um, at uh, Double or Nothing? Because I don't... If they didn't, then they may just be done with those. I'm not sure. Someone tell me if they did one of those, Double or Nothing. Because that's what they used to do, right? The tradition was men's at Double or Nothing, women's at All Out, right? Unless I'm making this up, I could I, I could be, to be fair. I don't think we can cut Eddie Kingston from the show. He's been too central, you know. Um, there was some reason they didn't do it and then they did two on TV as a make good. My God. Pop. Oh, yeah, they did the... Um, what did they do? Oh, I forget. It feels like this is all so long ago now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, boys. I, I think we're kind of uh, we're kind of here finding out why this is such a difficult challenge. That's a lot. That's ten matches we just did, and we've left out a lot of key players. Wardlow Garcia probably doesn't need to be on there, but it feels like Wardlow should be on there for the same reason I think King should be on there because they've been so central. Um, I'm with you, Hester. I don't want to really want to see Eddie Kingston with Sammy Guevara, but it feels kind of nuts for Eddie Kingston to have an eight year feud with Chris Jericho, lose it, and then just be off the pay per view. But you know. I don't get into these things on here. People kick the shit out of me when I do, so. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe you do it on the Rampage. You could do that. Again, I think there's other moving pieces there, but, you know, we'll see if they actually do those. Now, they may have moved on from that with Ruby and such. I'd be a shame if Ruby doesn't get any kind of payback in that deal because they really just beat the fuck out of her every week for about a month, you know to build to a barbed wire everywhere match that she got beat up in again. So that would be a shame, but we shall see. All right. Any other questions, folks? We have about, uh, what we got? Just shy of 10. Just shy of 10 minutes here. Any other questions? Any other conversations, topics, matters to discuss? Um, clearly, the all-out fantasy booking did not go as planned. We, have had, we, are, we are none the wiser as to our stance. Um, it'll be very, very interesting see what they end up with compared to what we just had. Definitely what we just had wasn't final. Um, I think it gives you a good example of why these cards are so often 13, 14 matches, you know, potentially deep. Again, potentially being the key word. But um, it'll be interesting. They've been trying to sell the Rampage and Dynamite that week as part of All Out, so I could see them wanting to make those feel special. Yeah, I get it, I guess. I just... This is the one issue I think with a big roster is like I do I'm of the belief and maybe this is old fashioned of me it very well could be but I am personally of the belief that like certain caliber of wrestlers should just be on the pay per views without like any uncertainty you know um, and I think a lot like that's probably outdated now a lot of people don't believe that but I personally think like when you're a certain caliber you should be on the pay per view because that's why you're that caliber when you have forty guys at the same level. That's not really possible. So I get it. That's just me personally. Um, I can't wait to see you beat Bobby at the AEW game on Twitch. Pop. But you're right. It's, this is fair. I just, it's not how my brain works. To me, it's like I would want, if I was booking the show, I'd want Wardlow and Eddie Kingston to be on pay per view, you know? But if it's not there for them, it's not there for them. I mean, Wardlow is an interesting case because he has the TNT title. So you can kind of, Maneuver around that. TNT title hasn't been defended on pay-per-view since All Out 2021. So, you know, that may just be a thing now that we should get used to. But I don't know, man. I don't love it. The buy-in for the RH pay-per-view was four matches, I believe. Yeah, Trios, Willow, Colt Cabana, and Trustbusters. So, yeah, it's four. But the main card for the Ring of Honor pay-per-view was seven matches and was three hours. So I think that's partly why they do it that way. Because the last Ring of Honor pay-per-view was the same. They had three or four on the pre-show. So, um, I think – I don't want to pat myself on the back, JJ, but I think you know the deal in terms of me getting shoot moved and stuff. So it was a sweetener he threw in because he felt like he insulted shoot by sitting in where he was originally sat. So um, a lot of moving pieces there, but I would just say that, you know, I'm a good leader. That's all I would say, 22 JJ. Pretty cool deal, though, I must say. Our own lead in, you know, nice. Um, 
at Meech. Meech, you know, I actively felt bad yesterday because I was such a piece of shit to you. But every time I intended to apologize, I couldn't help myself from calling you a bootlicker and or insulting you in some way. Um, because that you know, these are the games we play. It's the life I live. This journey is my life. But I do want to say to everyone that while Meech is old and doesn't know what's going on, um, we do love him very much. Please protect him in the chat. He, he doesn't know what's happening. Um, he actually votes for this as best weekly wrestling show in The Observer. Every single week, even though it's an annual ballot, he keeps sending it in for some reason. So in that sense, you know, we're very, very thankful to have him. So just be nice to him, you know. And yes, I did just do it again. What do you think of the big after Ash matches? They'll probably get that set out the week after all that. It'll be interesting, right? I mean, I saw they've moved. We're at 10K now. Um, I know at 10K, I would expect a big heavy hit. And my guess is still Punk Danielson uh, because that's the natural sequel to Punk Moxley. So I would guess that. Um, other than that, man, it's so hard for the reasons we just found out, you know, like it's so difficult to get guys where they need to be. And like, there's so many moving pieces. It's honestly ridiculous how deep the roster is. Um, so it's hard to say, I would assume that, you know, the signature guys will get signature matches, the elite guys, um, you know, I would guess that you can expect a big FTR match off fresh, but again, I don't know because we can't get them on the pay-per-view. So <laughs> it's really hard. It's a shitty answer. I had a better go here a few weeks ago, but I just find it it's very, very difficult, man. I mean, if you do Rampage and Dynamite, you probably have about 12 matches, right? Probably. So you can probably get most people on. Unless you, because with TV, you're probably going to do more multi-mans than we're going to get on all that, I would say. Because the last one had, I want to say there's quite a few multi-mans in the last one, right? Um, Joey, do you know? I do. I've heard about JJ conning the AEW fans. It was very mean. Very, very mean. Um, honestly, it was despicable. It was it was abhorrent. Those of you don't know, our friend JJ Williams, who is not in the business, I want to stress. He just, he deems himself a winner, so he has W-O-N at the end of his Twitter app. He, uh, he posted a picture that there was a special guest in the house as an, an homage to the confirmed shoot and Mrs. Confirmed Shoot. And people thought it was a scoop, and they got really mad about it. Apparently, there was a fellow with an anime picture that wanted to kick the shit out of JJ. To which I say, I mean, owned. But, you know, even still, I do sympathize. It is what it is. There's one fellow in my mentions right now who is, um, his name is Hank Ridley. And his Twitter picture is Triple Paul busted open. And he replied to my tweet about Triple H working the leg to what match? And I'm not afraid to admit that I spent five minutes looking through cage match, the most obscure Triple H match I could find, before ultimately just conceding and saying, you know, I'm not going to reply to this weirdo. I say all this to say Twitter's a weird app. So anyway, is the fame nature enthusiast Jack Crosby on the proper time? We never know with Jack, man. Piece of shit, so hard to book, you know. I believe this is in regards to Arthur Ashe. Jericho... Kingston is probably on there. Man, you're not, I don't think you're wrong, but my God, that's seven weeks away. And I think at this point, you just got to let it die, you know? I don't know, man. The Jericho Kingston thing, we did a live show when the barbed wire everywhere ended. We went live and it was like on the air to when it threw, I realized they'd kind of cornered themselves. And I thought that was the end of the feud. And I think it was the end of the feud looking back. I honestly don't think they're going to go back to it. Um, which again, I think is. In some ways worse, but in other ways better because of their end. But um, but yeah, I don't know, maybe. I'd rather really just do something other than rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society, but that's just me. Oh well, interesting Marafuji at the uh, House of Glory, whatever the fuck. Anyway, folks, I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, we'll be back tonight for Grin Proper, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, Am I like, genuinely, guys, someone tell me if I'm wrong here. Did they not say pay-per-view last night? Didn't Eddie say on the pay-per-view? Someone tell me this before I leave, because I feel like I'm imagining this. They said on the pay-per-view, right? 
Didn't Eddie say the words on the paper? Am I imagining this now? I can find it if I have to. I, I feel like Eddie said on the pay-per-view, which jar, was jarring to me because they haven't really announced anything for the pay-per-view. Yeah, he said pay-per-view. Okay, there you go. Thank you, John. Thank you, Ryan. Um, There is some King Akiyama talk. Pop. It's going to be difficult to get Uncle June on the show when I just couldn't get fucking the AEW wrestlers on. Um, all right. Thanks, guys. Uh, appreciate you all. I'll see you tonight for Grin Proper. Please, if you can, show us, you know, come out tonight. Let's get the viewership up. Let's pop ourselves up against Impact Wrestling. Um, Grin Proper, 9 Eastern. Much discussed. Shoot is fresh off her appearance on AEW Dark Elevation, AEW Dark, AEW Dynamite. Not um, AEW Rampage because that wasn't taped last night. But the other three covered, so much to get into. I'm sure uh, many of the All-Stars will be there. I hope to see you all there. In the meantime, enjoy this outro.